to me. Live from the Twin Cities, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. Welcome to episode 241 of the Daves I Know podcast. Uh, we got a big one this week. We had a lot of games, so we're gonna we're gonna jump right into it. But first, uh, say hi to that co-host, Jess. How you doing? I am well for, uh, for Monday. Feeling Monday and ready to go. <laughs> nice, uh, MJ. How were you? How was your room ball? Well, both of my teams lost in the quarterfinals, the team that I coached and the team that I played on. So we both felt short as I was hoping to make semifinals with both teams. I thought that was pretty reasonable. Uh, but yeah, we both games that we lost in the quarterfinals were close. So we were right there. Um, yeah. But yeah, I watched a lot of broomball, uh, played in some broomball, coached in some broomball. And it's one of those rare you know, after a four-day tournament where I'm kind of broomballed out, I really get that where I'm kind of done with broomball for a while. Uh, the next time I play is Thursday. So, wow, that's a long that's a long wait. Sadly, sadly, this you would think this means that I have nothing to add to this podcast because I haven't had time to watch any soccer. Sadly, listeners, I will have things to say. Yeah, no, that's not true. We watched the game together. We watched the game together last night. So, yeah, yeah. So we'll talk about that game in a little bit. Let's jump into it since we do have a lot. So we're gonna try and power through these games pretty quickly. Um, so bear with us. Uh, so first, so Loons had a three match week this week. Obviously, they won on Sunday against the Rapids at home. Uh, then they went to the Madison to play the Mingos. In Don't the that U.S. Open Cup. Um. Minnesota ended up winning two to nothing, um, thanks to a couple of second half goals. It was the game started. I so I was I went I I went I took the bus to Madison. So I went. Um, it was cold and windy, uh, very very rainy, um, very rainy. It was pouring, uh, and if you watch the highlights, you can or you watch the game on ESPN Plus on Wednesday, you could see that the camera it was just like rain soaked the entire time. Pretty much, did, yeah, I lived through that. Not, did not make for a great viewing experience for those at home. Um, probably a little better, a little warmer and drier than uh, in Madison. But uh, we had a break. We had a brilliant time. The the flock, the Ford Madison supporter group, um, is super fun. What and is super the sound they're making? It sounded very high pitched and weird. I don't recall what that was but probably um a flamingo sound i don't know i i think it's <laughs> i think that is what it was um yeah. i was hoping you could uh recreate for the viewers at home because i was like what is what is that and i couldn't like find a centralized group of like pink wearers that it was coming from i maybe i 
I don't know. Could be so me. They're, they were all, uh, they're all, they're all, they're all behind one goal um, on the far side. And we were, you know, more or less like midfield um, in a section. Mm-hmm. It was a good, it was a good crew of people. It was probably about 50 or 60 people um, total. Not everybody, not, it was more than that, actually. It's probably 75 or so. Um, There's lots of people who drove down themselves, uh, probably about 40 or so people on the bus that went down from uh, St. Paul. Um, uh, yeah, all in all, it, you know, I, I've been on many, many of buses. Um, Never, I, I don't think that, I think it's the first time we've gone on a bus and we've actually won. Um, I know I've been on a couple trip. I've been on a couple trips where we've, we've drawn like with Chicago. Or maybe we, maybe we beat Chicago one time. So I think we played Chicago twice in, in Chicago. One was a draw and I think one was maybe a win. So more often than not, it's a bus down to Kansas city and then Kansas city kicks the shit out of us um, down there. So uh, anyways, there were a few highlights, so let's uh, so let's hit them. Um, MJ, you want to hit the first half highlights because there wasn't a ton I thought in terms of, other than Minnesota controlling most of the most of the possession after the first we ten minutes. Most of the possession, we had three good chances. I'm only going to talk about two because I feel the need to vindicate one. You don't have to justify player. yourself. You just go. <laughs> in, in the seventeenth minute, Christian Enriquez tries to play out the back, but realize he can't go forward. So he is going to pass it back to his defenseman, uh, Leonard, I believe, and and completely misses the back pass. It's really short. It should have just been on the pitch, but he's like chipping it out of the air and lands right by Uno, but Uno takes a while to realize, to turn and realize that the ball has been played right back near him. And he, he has to spin around quickly and gets a foot on it. But... I heard a lot of people on my text chat and in social media claiming that he missed a sitter and he was so close to that. And when you rewatch it, you take him like Uri was not aware that the ball was, he was al- already on the pitch. He had to get up. He had to turn around. Like you're asking a lot in that given situation in the rain to have the wherewithal to get a foot on that ball. I'm sorry. I didn't think that was a sitter. Uh, and then in the 34th minute, on a recycled corner kick, Rosales gets the ball back, sends it a nice cross, and Hunu gets a head on it, and it just goes wide. And that's yeah. also a very hard ball to aim. And so people just – there's a lot of things that you can criticize Unu for, but that we should have been up to nothing at halftime, and Unu's not good or whatever like that. That's not – yeah. Those two, those two instances were not reason to jump all over Unu. No, and he'll he gets some vindication for that cross, um, that header, um, right after the start of the second half. So let's just jump in. Fifty first minute, um, Minnesota scores a goal. Uh, the aforementioned Adrian Unu gets his head on a corner kick from Rosales. So Loons go up one nothing. At this point, the game was pretty much, uh, I mean, pretty much won. Minnesota had been controlling again basically since that first ten. For, there was about a ten minute, ten minute stretch at the beginning of the game where Madison had some opportunities. Um, mm-hmm. But they also ended up with not having a shot. Tyler Miller didn't, you know, didn't have to make a save. And I believe he only had like 17 touches of the ball the entire time. Um, and three of those were goal kicks. So he wasn't really being forced to play much at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in the 83rd minute, um, Brent Coleman gets his head on a, uh, a Rosales corner kick. So Rosales serving up two assists uh, for the for the Loons. Um, makes it 2-0. That ends up being the final score. 
couple other notes though. 84th minute, uh, Madison gets a red card. Um, MJ, do you want to tell people a little bit about this quickly? So just outside our defensive 18-yard box, Nazim Bartelsman is or Bartsman, sorry. Nazim Bartsman is dribbling and just outside the box, Dotson and Kibaguchi kind of put on the Bartsman sandwich. They kind of squeeze him from one from each side. And Kibaguchi ends up running out with the ball. No call, no whistle. And you know, one member of Ford Madison decides, I'm gonna do something about this because that's not fair. And he comes in and slides and takes out Kibaguchi. Um so in honor of Drew Connor getting a red card in the 84th minute, um, all of Chicago, all of Colorado trying to take advantage of, again, this fact that supposedly the Loons don't play well when they're up a player. I have written an ode to Drew Connor. <laughs> Number eight, dressed in pink and blue. Your Mingos were down zero to two. Bartsman tried to dribble through two loons and got sandwiched, and your anger grew. Your defense in shambles, hence that moment you knew, Drew, there was but one thing to do. Punish Gucci, send a message for your crew. One ref, one card, the taming of the Drew. Very good, MJ. <clears throat> uh, yeah, and then um, the last thing that happened, I mean, you should have wrote it in O to Chase Gasper because... That dude came on in the 86th minute and then literally picks up a yellow card in about 70 seconds in. Oh, my God. Uh, I was like, hey, man, what's up? That's that's how we knew it was uh, that Chase Gasper That is was back, genuine. Maybe. That was Chase on fire. He's like, football is live. And yellow cards. Chase, Chase is on the case, everybody. Chase is on the case. On brand. On brand. On brand. And just, I want the Minnesota United fans to be patient with the sort of offensive tactics and like that will happen as chase gets more playing time like it's going to take a while be patient but the yellow cards are coming (laughs) no hesitation there yeah uh i think not much else needs to be said about this match um yeah minnesota was unlike some of the other uh us open cup matches minnesota was never never in doubt for that they were going to win this game. Um, even in that first half when it was still 0-0, uh, Minnesota was controlling the match, um, and everybody just kind of knew it was just a matter of time for Minnesota to score a goal. The only way that Madison was going to get anything out of there is that they kept a clean sheet themselves. So um, yeah. with the attacking talent that Minnesota had, and I, I hate to say it, but for Madison is not a good team this year. <laughs> they are not mm-hmm. – uh, they're not – their players are not great. So um, hopefully they can – make a run here in the USL uh, league one. They have never um, finished in the playoffs. They've been close a couple of times. Um, hopefully they can get their stuff together. I think, <clears throat> you know, they played admirably, honestly, but yeah, that's pretty much all you said about Madison. So uh, who are our Freddie Adus for this game? Um, MJ, let's start with you. Uh, Rosales is my good Freddie Adu. I thought he commanded the midfield well and had some good corner kicks both in-swingers and out-swingers. Yeah. And considering that our two goals came off of corner kicks, you know, maybe Rosales takes a few instead of Ray next time around. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, good to have, good to have another option for sure. 
Um, okay, and who's your shitty Freddy Adu? Uh, listen, I understand Fort Madison. You're not an MLS team. You're not a USL championship team. You are a USL League One team. And that means your budget for things like media is maybe a little lower than some other clubs. But when the forecast says it's rain, you know it rains in Madison in the spring. Have some cameras with some rain hoods. For crying out loud. That is... That's fair. So, I mean, uh, if it was I, one of your interns with their cell phone camera just videoing it and like somebody else was converting, you know, your Facebook or YouTube live or Twitch stream to go to ESPN Plus, I, I'm sorry, you know, like we're on a tight budget, but that's unacceptable. Well, they're like, oh, great, we're going to be broadcast. Oh, wait, our equipment's shit. Like, yeah. It started. Um, minor league soccer cars. story. That's a minor league soccer story. Yeah, like. Wanna, I mean, no And they're gonna speak. forget now for the next five <laughs> years until they have another shot at the rainbow, and then they'll be like, "Oh wait, we can't stream this." <laughs> uh, all right. So I my shitty Freddy do is the rain, obviously, since it was so. Um, was, it, the weather was particularly shitty for that most of the match. However, um, I was smart and uh, brought a change of clothes, so I didn't have to ride in the bus on the way home in my wet ass clothes. So look at you, pro. Yeah. That, so the good Freddie do is uh, uh, past David for getting ready for future David. Um, very very good. Uh, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll also shout out Kibben Gucci, um, who had a really good game uh, in this match, mm-hmm. both playing. Uh, he's been playing a lot for uh, MNUFC two, playing as a right back, but also as a uh, central defensive midfielder. So, but I think my my main one is Coleman. Coleman had the armband for the game. Um, he had, was a really steady steady presence in the back line. Um, a completely different back line from the from the uh, week before. Boxel didn't even make the trip down. So, um, and he scored the goal. Uh, he scored a goal. So I'll give it to Fred Coleman. So Jess, uh, who you got, and then we'll do our your the award-winning segment post-match hot or not <laughs> i think i'm up for a peabody or something pretty something sure like that. um i love me some nico hansen i always have to like reacquaint myself with his face as handsome as it is uh handsome hansen handsome hand- doesn't even matter uh also love chase True to form, getting that yellow before we could even, you know, finish applauding his return to the pitch. Um, it was also really interesting. So I gave in, caved, and signed up for ESPN Plus for this month for <laughs> so I can watch this game. And um, and the way I'm, I, I mean, I'm sure I do this. I would be in the same boat but Jamie Watson the way he now calls or announces a game is <laughs> like stifled inside joke slash stifled inside joke slash like oh that means the world to him I know so like he is the king of I knew them before they were cool <laughs> And basically MLS. And yep. it's, 
it's cute for a while but at the end of the day i'm like okay okay jamie we we yep we know we're probably probably (laughs) probably gonna get him and cal again for the uh minnesota colorado game so be prepared oh it'll be another like sort of shared walk down memory lane but not because it's all an inside joke yeah for sure all right hot or not let's go oh right right hot mingo's brandy Ah, this was the first ever Mingo's game I have actually spectated, and I did that uh, remotely from my couch with the ESPN Plus. But you're damn straight that I have had a Mingo's reversible jersey in my closet now for, gosh, it has to be a year in July. Um, They just, they got branding on lock, even if it sounds like they might be in a bit of a slump this year season whatever um the camera situation was not hot it was not even lukewarm it but it did like keep reminding me that if i had gone on the bus and i had taken work off and i had i would have been just fucking miserable (laughs) and so mad at myself for having done that that I kind of appreciated the fucking wind wiperless camera lens. Um, don't was, don't get me wrong. It was it was still hella fun because it was just a really good group of people. So I'm it not was cold a really good group of people for rain like that. I tell you what, I would have been eh. a whiny fucking bitch, and everyone on that bus is real glad I did not go. And I was, <laughs> and then um, you, you know. My amazing prediction, predictive powers come true. Uh, the loons win 2-0, which is, I believe, if I recall correctly, exactly what I predicted. Good job. Hot. Yeah. Hot. Hot. So hot. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, there's more. <laughs> All right. Well, let's jump in then to the uh, loons three tire fire zero that took place on Saturday. Tire uh, fire. Um, this was a, this was a fun game. I brought both of my kids to this game. So that was, uh, that was very fun. Um, having both of them, they've both been to games, I think neither, but not at the same time. So it was kind of fun to bring both of them. Um, got to hang out with the black heart beforehand and we saw, we, there's, well, there, there's another kid in our the row ahead of us. Our friend, um, May brought her, uh, her son, um, so that was really fun to see the kids kind of watching soccer. And Ragnar was very, very into it, especially during uh, practice, like during the, the warm-ups and stuff. Because we got there hella early, like earlier than I've ever been to a Minnesota United game. So <laughs> it's basically, you know, we didn't want to have him walking with a, you know, crowded concourse and whatever. So um, anyways, yeah, as I mentioned, lose three, fire zero. Uh, again, this game, first half, definitely not a ton um, of, of action. On um, the 10th minute, Reynoso had a goal ruled for offside. Um, he was, you know, in hindsight, was, you know, by about half of a yard, half a yard offside. Uh, so that was exciting. It got the crowd fired up, uh, but not to be. Um, in the 20th minute, again, Reynoso has a free kick that goes off the bar. <clears throat> and Frank Payne's rebound shot is deflected just wide. Um, that was also another super exciting moment. 
But basically, I think the main thing to rule or for the first half is that both uh, Dane St. Clair and uh, Gaga Slanina, the Chicago goalkeeper, the 17-year-old, definitely kept um, both teams in the match because it easily could have been, you know, two or three goals um, from either side. Um, but yeah, so the first half, anything else from the first half that I, that I missed, Jess or MJ? You guys, Jess, were you there? Were you, you at the game? I was. Okay. I figured, I MJ, you probably weren't. Yeah. <clears throat> cool. Um, all right. Well, in the second half, then, uh, that's when the action starts happening. Uh, the Mostly, 73rd, yes. In the 73rd minute, uh, Reynoso gets a gets minute his first uh, open play goal of the season uh, from an assist from uh, Bongi. Um, <clears throat> Wyatt Olmsberg, actually, this is started off with a Wyatt Olmsberg. Um, he's tried to pass. He doesn't hit it hard enough. And I believe it was Robin Lude who stepped in, uh, stepped up, uh, who plays the ball to Bongi, um, who Reynoso's kind of <clears throat> basically kind of trailing the play, um, passes it back across the top of the box. Nobody closes down on Reynoso. Um, he hits it into the uh, far right corner, right in front of the Wonder Wall. Um, this is awesome. Yeah, it's the first open play goal of the season. It was right in front of, you know, right in front of the Wonder Wall. So we were, you know, where we stand is about three rows up from the field, just to the, um, if you're looking at the Wonder Wall, just to the right of the goal. So Ragnar got to jump up and uh, sing Minnesota goal, which is his favorite thing to do now is <laughs> every time he scores a goal at the house, Minnesota, he just yells around chance Minnesota goal. So Minnesota um, goal. Yeah. Minnesota goal. <clears throat> so that was very exciting. Uh, and then not five minutes later, um, uh, Fred Navarro picks up his second yellow card for a, uh, there's a loose ball. Basically Robin Lude is chasing it down. He actually gets a touch on the ball and then um, Navarro comes uh, diving in um, with little, little with no paying no attention whatsoever. <clears throat> Almost takes out Lude. Luckily Lude is able to jump over him. Um, but he showed a second yellow for a, a reckless tackle, and that uh, makes constitute a red card. So MJ, at this point we get the uh, dreaded uh, MJ Anon uh, Chicago red card conspiracy, and yes, the Chicago red it's Minnesota. Luckily, we had already scored a goal, so now we you know figure we didn't have to score any more goals. Um, yeah, but yeah, it, that was. We have been in this situation before where we were leading. And then went up a player, and then lost. Mm -hmm. yeah, they are winning one to, one, one to nothing, I believe, against Colorado, and managed yeah. to lose three to one. I so. believe we, we, we've lost two games being up a player and drew one. And so, you know, were it not for the, the last Colorado card conspiracy, you know, we would have not had a a win going up a player. Um. So, it, I'm just wondering if. You know, Chicago, because their city name starts with a C, and Card Conspiracy is also two Cs, and Colorado Card Conspiracy, if they just, the Cs were just <laughs> overflowing, you know, the tide was against them, and they just felt like there was nothing they could do other than get a red card to try to change momentum. Possibly. Um and the the ensuing free kick though from Reynoso again kiss, kisses the bar once more um, goes over the top of the wall um, almost puts it in the back of the net <clears throat> but we didn't have to wait long for the goal um, six minutes after the red card um, uh, Kervin Ariaga um, doesn't even really jump I was rewatching I was trying to rewatch this this header uh, there's a corner kick from Reynoso so again off of another corner 
Ariaga doesn't even really jump. He just kind of like puts his head on it and heads it uh, into the into the corner of the net uh, for uh, two rip good guys. So two minutes to Chicago zero. Uh, and then five minutes later, Robin Lude uh, has a very, very pretty uh, goal that he scores, um, assisted by uh, Longwane. <clears throat> Play was actually started by Kervin Ariaga uh, with a great crossfield long ball um, that, you know, bounces or drops right to Lude. Um, Lude drops it to Bongi, who then, and then makes a run, who then threads the needle for a kind of a, a kind of a little give and go. Um, Lude does a little bit of a fancy footwork, kind of dummies Wyatt Olmsberg and just dribbles right by him. Um, and then puts the ball in the back of the net. Um, no, no chance for Slonina to, to make a save there. Um, so Olmsberg, you know, we talked about Chicago last year, last week, how they had a pretty stingy defense. Um, they only given up two goals all season so far, um, give up three goals. So basically more than double their, or you know, double the number of goals they've given up, uh, in, you know, basically 16 minutes of the match uh, on Saturday. So Minnesota won three uh, to nothing. Um, one thing I noted, Dlaga Slanina, uh, who is uh, U.S. men's national team eligible, he was actually called into the last U.S. men's national team camp. He's also uh, Polish eligible. Um, he had zero saves. Uh, and again, this is the first match that Chicago allowed multiple goals uh, on the season. So what we thought would be uh, a, you know a low-scoring affair more or less was for about 75 minutes or so. Um, yeah, <laughs> and then and, the, and then the floodgates open for for Minnesota. So, anything else to talk about in the match before we jump into some uh, Freddie Adus and bigger bigger questions and stuff? Uh, well, let's do it. So let's start with our uh, Freddie Adus. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go first year. Um, I'm gonna say Dane St. Clair uh, is my good Freddie Adu. Um, I believe he ended up having five or six saves on the on the night. He had four in the first half. He really kept Minnesota in the game, and then he had one. Um, Early in the second half, uh, that was a great save. And um, he uh, yeah, literally, again, you know, stood on his head and kept Minnesota in the game. Was, I was kind of disappointed he didn't make either the team of the week or the, the team of the week bench because uh, I think he definitely deserved it. And I don't really have a shitty Freddie to do for this game. I think I thought um, everybody on the field played pretty well. I mean, I guess you could I you could say Adrian Heath for um, not bringing in, you know, not – starting the players like Bongi, who I think deserves a, a, a good chance to start um, for Fragapane. Fragapane did not have a very uh, great game either. So um, if you have to give it to somebody, I guess I would say Fragapane or Heath. But uh, I think all in all, I think everybody played you know, pretty well for this game. So uh, MJ, who you got? Uh, so my good for do goes to uh, Bongo Kushe Shongwane because after he entered into the match, the pace seemed to change, and he had that really nice give-go assist with uh, Robin Lude. And my shitty Freddie Adu goes to whoever in the front office didn't pay Stacy Harden, former athletic trainer, to stay on staff because fucking injuries mm. on this team. Mm-hmm. She had the Stacy Harden had the very difficult job of coming out of the pandemic and COVID and players not being fit um, or not having been able to do soccer things and getting us ready. And she did that really, really well. And somewhere along the line, she decided to quit. I don't know why. Maybe that was completely her decision. But Minnesota United should have kept her happy. <laughs> God damn it. Fair yeah. enough. All right, Jess. So let's go another round of hot or not. Uh, kick uh, us off. 
I have the goods. All right. So hot or at least like warm and fuzzy. Uh, big good looking thank you to my season ticket seatmate, Omat, for offering me and Molly and Madeline um, his seat to the Chicago game. Uh, it was me and the nieces, uh, twins, double treble. Only they're not like any trouble at all. And we had a great time. So thank you so much for offering us your, your seat while you were out of town. Um, yeah, we, we made good use of it. And the girls were super hardcore about it too. Like I was like, ah, it's supposed to rain, supposed to be thunderstorms, supposed to start right at four. And um, they brought their windbreakers and they were like, no, we're going, let's go. Let's just see what happens. Let's just see what happens. I was like, damn straight. Let's see what happens. And we had great weather. And um, Molly was would disagree with you, Zeller. She thought that Frank was one of the hardest workers on the team in the first half. And um, and along with along with Renoso, they she said that they worked very hard. Renoso um, does not work hard. I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> that, dude does, that dude does many things. Hard work is not one of them. But <laughs> well, he was getting after it. Is, is you know fair enough. Um, not hot. Said one of said nieces who will remain nameless. Uh, totally called me out on Renoso's faux goal. I was super excited about it. We were all doing our happy dance. And I, and I, and then, you know, there's mumblings and I go, what, what, what? And she goes offsides. And I go, was it really though? And she goes, yeah, no, it was totally offsides. It was, I know offsides. And that was offsides. And I, and I was like, why do you know offsides? And, um, Somebody in her life ha took her aside and made her learn offsides. And that is the reason she is still in soccer today, folks. Be and that is the reason I quit because I couldn't get it. So that's awesome. Just take a child aside and explain offsides to him one more time. You don't know. You can make the difference. Yeah, please do. And not like they're a dummy, like explain it like walk them through it step by step it's it's not hard to figure out once you but then once you understand it it makes it makes all the perfect sense in the world so right or it will if you bless them with that gift early in life it's like accents right <laughs> you only have a window so large um <laughs> my window was missed <laughs> i don't think i'll ever get it anyway um we also all three of us spotted Mr. Chinonso of Fur, Chicago, number nine. I apologize if I have absolutely butchered your name, but all three of us found your hairstyling quite um, uh, aesthetically pleasing. You got three thumbs up, me and the twinsos. So thank you for that. Triple and hot. So hot right now. It was dreads, to be fair. It was a pony dread situation. Um, and then um, not so hot, though, was like, I feel like this, like my emotional reality during this game 
until whatever, like the 70th minute, right, was very precarious. My emotional reality of like results of this game are we barely won like two, one. That's my emotional score for how long it took us to like, I don't know, win three, nothing. Does that make sense? No, that totally does. It was, yeah, definitely. I never thought we were, even when it was zero zero. I never thought we were gonna like lose the game. I was, I was more thinking it was just gonna be like a zero zero draw or a one one draw. Yeah. <clears throat> um, predicted a draw last week. I think I did too, didn't I? Yeah, me. I think we. I think all three of us did. Or did you no. predict a win? No, no, no. Jess predicted win. Okay. Uh, okay. Cool. Well, thank you, Jess. Uh, all right, let's jump into some other United news quick. Um, so as I mentioned, Reynoso was named to Team of the Week um, today, which is awesome. Uh, the Loons drew the Crapids in the U.S. Open Cup. Um, we knew that was going to happen. took place on so Thursday. I was really hoping we would either get the Northern Colorado Hailstorm or oh, Union Omaha, which I think would have been fun going to yeah. Omaha. Um, that would have been another bus trip. Matches at home. Uh, it's on Wednesday, May 11th um, at 7 p.m. So in a couple of Wednesdays from now. Um, yeah, we have not had a home U.S. Open Cup game since that Sporting Kansas City one, maybe? Uh, no, Portland. Uh, we played Portland. in 2019. We Sorry, played Portland, Portland in the semifinals, I believe, um, of the yes. of the tournament. So, But we haven't – I mean, it hasn't been an Open Cup since 2019. The last – before yes, before this week or this past week, the last game we played in the Open Cup was in the 2019 final. So, right. Um, uh, all right. So I don't know if everybody saw uh, MLS made their All Star Game announcement. Um, they announced uh, that there's going to be a concert on Sunday over in Minneapolis uh, with Khalid, who I have no idea who that is. Um, there's going to have the it's, and, and oh, sorry, the big announcement is that they're going to be playing uh, a Mexican all-star team as well. So this is a rematch from last year, which uh, MLS All-Stars won on penalty kicks, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so that should be fun. Uh, that game will be taking place on Wednesday, August 10th, I believe is the date. There's going to be a skills competition on the 9th. Um, if you are a season ticket holder, you've already received an email about buying tickets for both of those things. I'm trying to decide if I want to go to the actual All-Star game itself. Uh, I was looking at tickets in the Wonderwall, and they're like $32, which is a little bit spendy <clears throat> for a glorified friendly. <clears throat> However, I did see that you could get tickets for the skills challenge uh, the night before uh, for like 15 bucks. So I might actually go to the skills challenge and the skills challenge thing is all GA. So you can pretty much sit anywhere in the stadium. Something about maybe going to that. Cause it sounds from, I've heard rumors um, not confirmed that goalie wars is going to be coming back for the skills challenge. Oh. Yeah. So, which would be fucking awesome. <clears throat> and as a goalie, especially you would appreciate that. I would definitely would. Yes. Uh, and I speaking of goalies, <clears throat> so yeah, maybe we should do a, maybe we should do a Dave's I know, uh, trip to the, uh, skills challenge. Uh, we'll talk about it off offline. I think you can, okay. you can go through, uh, actually if you go to like your SeatGeek account, I think you can purchase tickets to both those things. Um, if you have a season ticket already. So, <clears throat> okay. uh, and then speaking of goalkeepers, Fred Emmings was called up to the U S under 19, uh, national team. This is the uh, first call up for this team since before COVID. Actually, so the U19s have not played together um, as an age group <clears throat> in quite some time. So, 
It's awesome mm. for him. And I have a fun goalkeeper name game. <clears throat> so I'm going to read you. Uh, so Evans was one of four goalkeepers that was called in uh, to the U19 camp. I'm going to read you three other names, uh-huh. two of which are other goalkeepers who are called in to the camp. One is a name I completely made up. Okay. You need to tell me which, which one is made up, all right? Oh, love this. <clears throat> all right. Okay, so, but don't reveal your answer until I've locked in on my, my mental answer. Yep, no. Uh, you, both can, you both can guess. You can guess the same one. It's, it's totally fine. So here are the – so Fred Emmings uh, as well as Gavin Beavers, Jeffrey Dusenup, and Thomas Aschap. <laughs> Which one of those is a made-up goalkeeper that I, I just made up? Read them again. Gavin Beavers. Jeffrey Dusenup, Thomas Aschap, or maybe it's Aschap. <laughs> which which one of those is made up? Beavers. Two of them are real. Beavers. What do you say, MJ? I say Thomas Aschap. Aschap is the correct one. That is the one that's made up. There is a, a goalkeeper named Gavin Beavers. Just just so so you are well aware, he's under nineteen year old. So yes, Thomas Aschap was the one I made up, but. <laughs> Anyways, all right. That was fun. Uh, Thanks I just for... want to say that the last time Fred Emmons was called up to a national team, I believe it was the Luxembourg U-16. Yeah. So I think I he believe played it was, both so. the U-15 and the U-16. Um, no, sorry, just the U-16 Luxembourg national team. So good on the U.S. for getting him in for America. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then finally, the last uh, bit of news was announced just before the game, actually. Um, uh, Dotson uh, tore his ACL in practice. Uh, Damn it! That was, I believe it was in uh, practice on Thursday. Uh, but they didn't, they didn't tell anybody. They obviously went and did scans. Um, but the news dropped on Saturday morning, which uh, really sucks for him, uh, which means he is out for the season. I don't know if he's had surgery yet or if he will have surgery soon. I'm guessing it'll be... He had, if he didn't have it today, it'll be very soon, sometime this week. Um, but yeah, he's unfortunately out for the season. Uh, also sucks because he just, uh, I believe he just had a kid. So he's going to have to like deal with a, a baby and a, a torn ACL. Um, so that really, that really, really Ugh. sucks for, for him. So um, I know MJ, you had a, a question sort of related around this that we wanted to, we maybe spent a minute or two discussing. So I want you have at it. Well, to preface, I hate this injury. Dotson has proven to be a versatile and effective player to a player to build on for this roster. And I would much rather have him healthy and playing for this team. But I'm I really want to try to find a silver lining somehow. So on the other boot, will this simplify squad selection for 2022 Adrian Heath, Ian Fuller? And the coaching. Um, I think so. I mean, it, it, I think, I don't think, here's the thing. I don't think it actually will change their squad selection. I think their biggest headache was, um, I don't even know if I would even consider it a headache, is that they just needed to get Hassani Dotson in the lineup somehow, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he didn't have a home. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, I think the thing that sucks is that. You know, he has been, he is, as you mentioned, he is so versatile. Um, and that's, that's a really, that's a really nice piece to have, especially with Minnesota's injury history, um, especially with the way injuries that we've had so far this year. 
Um, they've all been at places where that luckily Hassani Dawson can step in and, and fill a role for a game or two or three. Um, I think, it, it, you know, in terms of will it simplify the squad selection? Uh, yeah, when Metnir and Gasper both come back, you don't need to try and find a place for Dotson, especially especially since Rosales has really taken, taken a step up um, and Ariaga has been a revelation. And, you know, Will Trap. I mean, honestly, I would think about running out a Rosales-Ariaga midfield and putting Will Trap on the bench because he has not been playing very well for this team. Thank um, you. I agree. All, thing, all things considered. Um, obviously, you, Dotson would be in that mix too um, once Mernier and Gasper are back. So, so I guess maybe, you know, coming around to a long story short, yes, in that you don't have to try and find a, a place for Dotson on the pitch. And then he also doesn't wither on the bench, um, losing value. Now, in the long term, it sucks for Dotson because, you know, if he wants to make a move to Europe, um, this obviously delays that. Um, oh, totally. But, it sucks for the players. Yeah. So much. So I think, you know, I think yes. So yes and no, MJ. I think yes in, in the fact that they don't have to try and find a place for Dotson. I think no in that, um, you know, Dotson really didn't have a place on this team um, other than as sort of like utility, utility man, like. Yeah. you know, plug in, plug in, um, plug, and play. Where plug in where necessary. Right. So the, the MJ on Slack is just busy with, will this unburden the coaching staff <laughs> focus on what really matters rather than trying to figure out how to work dots in the starting lineup week to week. And then all of a sudden we will be like, just, they'll be able to dedicate time to how to play defense or how to do set pieces or, you know, how to keep possession in the attacking third, you know, will this unburden the coaching staff where now they will have less stress and more creative ideas will be free flowing and they'll be able to solve these problems that we've seen for the past six plus years. There's a non-zero chance that that's a possibility. Ah, <laughs> <clears throat> oh, shit. I can't keep a straight face anymore. Okay. But we, yeah, we've also, we've also seen Heath uh, muck it up more than enough times. So, you know, uh, uh, I, the touching thing was, and I, you maybe saw this when they took the picture of the starting eleven at at the start of the game. All the Minnesota United players were wearing the blue kits, and they had the black kit with Dotson's name on it, and they held that out um, for Dotson as if they they knew that he was on their mind. And I thought that was a, a very touching tribute. That's awesome. I didn't, I guess I didn't, I didn't see that. I didn't so. see that. Yeah. That's cool. Good for them. This is what Good happens when you play room ball all weekend and all, your only reference to watching the game is to watch highlights and photos from the game because you weren't there. <laughs> Very cool. All right. Well, let's get to the, we have another game to talk about very, very quickly. Um, this is a game that me, MJ and I watched last night at the Blackheart, uh, as a matter of fact, on my, on my laptop because we didn't want to make David uh, bartender try and figure out how to um, use the, the bar computer to um, show the match. <laughs> so I was like, I'll just, I told MJ, I was like, I'll, I'll just, I'll just bring my, I'll just bring my laptop and we can watch it on the laptop. So um, St. Louis city two uh, hosted Minnesota United FC two. Uh, this was a, uh, this is a route from the get-go um, as opposed to the other two Minnesota United matches this week. Uh, 22nd minute, um, Justin McMaster uh, with the goal <clears throat> from uh, Pacheco, from Diogo Pacheco, who uh, has a fantastic, fantastic mustache. 
um, as well as a full uh, full sleeve hat. So he definitely looks like a man playing amongst boys uh, on this Minnesota United two team. <laughs> Uh, four, uh, four minutes later in the 26th minute, uh, Azil Jackson uh, scores a great goal from, again, assisted by Pacheco. Uh, and then the 45th uh, plus one minute, so it's in stoppage time of the first half, um, Williamson, the, uh, the, the kid they picked up from the New York Red Bulls, also from Pacheco. So Pacheco had a gentleman's hat trick, um, so three assists in the first half, which was fantastic to see. And and the route was, you know, definitely on by that point. Uh in terms of subs, uh, Iwe come on for Pacheco in the 68th minute, as well as uh, 17-year-old Carlos Carlos Leatherman uh, for Chase Gasper. I'd say Gasper started this game and went 68 minutes. Um, he had he wore the captain's armband as well. Uh, Carlos Leatherman is a kid in the uh, in the Minnesota United development system, um, so this is his first game action. He's been on the bench a couple times, um, which is super cool. He's actually his dad is in one of the uh, <clears throat> one of the loon slacks that I'm in, so. It's very cool, and he was very excited when uh, when his kid came on to watch him play uh, as a right back. And he played he played really well as a right back too. Um, he had a, he came in and made a couple of really good stops. Um, he had a good run to the box at one point, so it's fantastic for him. Uh, and you want to talk about the the sub in the eighty fourth minute, MJ, and then the eighty sixth minute, um, please uh, penalty. So uh, David, uh, sorry, David Garcia uh from from mexico who came to live with his brother uh here in the twin cities and went to chaska high school and just tore it up uh, not his acl tore like scored a lot of goals for, for chaska high school um david garcia comes in for for williamson in the 84th minute and two minutes later he gets taken down by benjamin de rosa um in in the box and so that's a penalty. Indeed. <clears throat> and uh, Justin McMaster steps up and just coolly slots at home, uh, giving Minnesota United a four to nothing victory uh, over St. Louis City too, uh, down in St. Louis. Um, it was uh, impressive because uh, St. Louis City was, unde- was undefeated before this match. They had played three games and had three wins. Um, Minnesota now has two wins in a row, as, uh, or is it three wins in a row? for the the baby loons or the little loons <clears throat> i think it's three in a row now i think they lost their first two and now they've won three in a row so uh great game um it was fun to watch uh i think i'm definitely gonna try and get to uh the next time they're at allianz uh, which i think is in a couple weeks so um yeah definitely definitely check him out so uh all right just MJ wants to know uh, in that picture in our agenda um if the pick that he posted in the agenda is hot or not um, well, first of all, I have to zoom in. Hot for, or not? I, th- the, I, give, uh, I give it hot. It's very okay. wholesomely hot. Very good. Um, there is, uh, for your reference, Jess, uh, Leatherman is, uh, in the, on the right, far right, sitting down, uh, with the dreads. That's, mm-hmm. uh, that's Carlos Leatherman. So 17 year old. If I look at, I, I did, did not look like that when I was 17. I, you know, I had some abs because I was a wrestler, but I definitely did not look like that. So yeah, my arms um, didn't look like that for sure. All right, MJ, once a loon, let's go. 
And you uh, called that out to me because I'm the resident pedophile or what? <laughs> no, we are not moving on until we clear that. <laughs> no, okay. I just okay, okay, olds they're not um Pacheco is, is 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 much older than 17. What what do you think about his stash? He's the one right above Carlos, the the with the mustache. First of all, if you're going to play these games with me, you must provide much resolution pictures and crop them appropriately. That's on MJ. So yep, that's on me. We'll, we'll, we'll do better next time. Next time. All uh, right. What, what, once a loon. Uh MJ like everything. Uh Ramon Wanchope Abila. He was acquired by DC United after leaving Minnesota United, uh, but then DC declined his contract option, and then he was picked up by Colón de Santa Fe in the Argentina Primera División or División. División. Uh, Coach Julio Cesar Falcone likes to play a three-five-two. In the season opener on April four, away at Rosario Central. Juan Chope goes the full 90 and scores in the 76th minute. They were down 2-1. He scores to earn the 2-2 draw away from home. He has since uh, played mostly as a sub, coming in for uh, Lucas, I forget his last name, Lucas Beltran, I believe. So they're changing. But it seems like that on away games, He's, uh, Coach Falcone is starting Abila and subbing in Beltran. And then in home games, he's starting Beltran, uh, the younger forward, and subbing in Wanchope. So he's getting playing time. He's scored a goal. Um, happy that he's in playing first division somewhere. Are we? All right. <laughs> I was going to <Yes>. say. <laughs> Why? Where? We're more vindictive well, than, than Why MJ don't is, you yes. like him would be my question. Like, well, someone that had to go through the brother committing suicide? During, oh, during... That, that, what, there was that. There was that. Like, like okay, okay. him finding a home back in Argentina? I'm fine I stand, I stand corrected? I mean, to, to Justin's point, he did, try, he did try and ship a guy in Colorado. So, there is that. <laughs> so, um, minus the shiv. Uh, all right. Well, let's, on, that, on that fun note, let's take a quick break. Uh, we come back, we'll talk Minneapolis City, uh, go for soccer, and then a little bit about uh, the LAFC match coming up on Sunday. So we Sunday, will be Sunday, right, Sunday. We'll be right back. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both. All right, and we are back from a break. Uh, let's start off with Minneapolis City. They have some matches coming up pretty, pretty soon. Uh, MJ, tell us, uh, tell us about that. So not this Saturday, but the week from this Saturday, Saturday, May 7th, that is when the open house is at their new shop with Stimulus Athletic. That is when they will play their first match of the season at Park Center High School in Brooklyn Park against the Twin Stars. So your season ticket package does not account for that. You will need to buy tickets at the gate uh, for Twin Stars. Let's hope there are no technical difficulties. There is also a Loons versus <laughs> FC Cincinnati game that evening at the same time. 
So all I'm asking you is if you don't have tickets to FC Cincinnati or that game, you know it's going to be a blowout, you don't care, come with me to the Crows season opener. Uh, and then the very next day, they have their League Two, USL League Two opener against the Des Moines Menace. So that's coming up. Um, if you don't have your season tickets, go get them. And there, there's also a recommend a friend where if you recommend a friend, they get a discount on season tickets and you get a discount on merch. So do that. Uh, they are also introducing promotional game days. Oh, hold on, MJ. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, that May 8th game is Mother's Day, as a matter of fact. Yeah, I will be bringing I will be bringing my kids to that game so that Anna can just stay at home by herself for Mother's Day, um, which is something that uh, that's my Mother's Day gift to her. So I will take the children for uh, four hours and go watch soccer so she can stay home and just relax and do nothing. So. Um, so, yeah, so if you have a if you have a, a favorite mom in your life or kids of and you want to give your that mom uh, a break, bring him to the game. Um, let him run around with Ragnar and you can hold if you want to come to the game on the on may 8th you can hold clara for all i care so um uh, if you can get her out of my cold dead hand <laughs> if you can get clara out of jess's cold dead hands um, um and I, should also I, mention, bet, I bet clara would like to play the drum <laughs> you know ragnar played the drum that was actually i forgot to mention he uh we went up at halftime and played the drum uh with the thunderwall um at, at halftime so you got to bang on the drum he's very excited about banging on the drum so Sweet. i'm sure he i'm sure he will love that as well so so yeah so come hang out with us i'm sure the citizens will announce what their plans are but they typically meet up about an hour and a half for two hours before matches at the park across the street correct um uh and they have a grill there's a grill there so they, they bring stuff to grill you can bring your own stuff um there's generally beer supplied by Udapils sponsors the the tailgate yep. so they'll bring beer and so yeah tail, tailgate's fun um you can you can bring your own beverages um i believe it's you can bring your own beverages into the stadium um you just need to pay you pay a cooler fee so if it's a, if you have a small cooler it's like 5 bucks if you have a big cooler it's like i think it's like 20 dollars but you can bring anything in um just make sure you bring some dixie cups so that uh you're not uh uh showing your your cans, if you will. Um, uh, Augsburg is a technically uh, a dry campus, so they don't really appreciate that, but they they tend to look the other way uh, the other way for us. So, um, if you've never been to a Minneapolis City game, they are they are hella fun. Um, it's it's very very fun. So definitely uh, come check those out. May seventh again. We don't have many games in the city um, with either of these teams, so uh, if you can make it out on the seventh, uh, but for sure if you can make it out on the eighth for that. Uh, League opener against uh, League Two opener against Des Moines Madness. That'd be that'll be a fun game. It is way later after Mother's Day dinner. There's no there's no reason for you not to have dinner with your family and then come out to a three p.m. game. Bring your mom, you know, or or if your mom likes tailgating and, and grilled food, you know, bring your your mom to the tailgate. There you go. Okay, all right. So so uh, tell us about these promotional game days that they have coming up. I this just heard about fun. these on the People's Pitch podcast, and I'm really excited. They are heavily inspired from other minor league clubs, both in soccer and, let's say, baseball. They reference some of the promotional concepts that the St. Paul Saints had used over the years. And so the first promotional games that they're doing, apparently during some part of May, they're redoing the turf at, at Augsburg. So... 
the May 20th game versus Peoria City will be at Breck, and the May 27th game versus Dakota Fusion will be at Blake, um, both high schools. So they're calling those the, the prep week polo games? Uh, duh, because they're college prep schools, and they were in my conference because yeah. I went to a college prep school and in circa like I saw this promo I saw the big pony-esque branding I was like tell me can you get this in a lady size and are we embroidering here or what's key because uh I lived collars up panties down circa 2003 mm-hmm. winter park Florida didn't have juicy on my butt that wasn't allowed. I, that wasn't part of the dress code, right? Uh, no. Oh, no. It was It was like pretty much signature standard sold in the book. <laughs> uh, juicy couture. So, yeah, in any case, uh, I have PTSD, but I'm working through it. <laughs> and I really want that big fucking pony. <laughs> so $40 gets you two tickets to both to both games, uh, the both prep week polo games, and two crow polos instead of the instead of a rider on a horse with a polo stick you get a, a nice crow logo no but it is on, big pony this was a phenomenon circa the aughts it was it was a thing big pony versus little pony like there's oh, always yeah. been little pony yeah so i haven't seen pictures of this of this polo yet is it a big crow or a small crow well it's 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 big pony so yeah. it's the big it's nice. a big Pro with a rider with a mallet. Oh, nice! Yes, I believe I, be, I believe it's a. I don't think it's. A, I don't think it actually has a mallet, but I believe it is a um, uh, a big a big crow on the. It's a pink polo shirt too, which is it's awesome. So, um, yeah, you can also, if you, collars, yeah, collars are most definitely popped. Um, if you don't, um, if you don't want to buy, uh, if you already have tickets to the game, you can buy uh, just the polo uh, shirt polo itself. Only. I believe. For thirty dollars, I believe. So, um, yeah, it's a, uh, it's it's pretty fantastic. I've I've I I ordered one because um, number one, I, I love pink, um, love wearing pink, and uh, I do like to pop a collar on occasion. So, gross. So, yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> two prep week, two prep week polo games, uh, in May, and then on June eighth, uh. They are having fight night where you dress as your favorite wrestler and there will during halftime there will they will have the sumo suits as uh halftime entertainment and people will be chosen to sumo fight in the sumo suits they will have probably a ring there ironically or not ironically this uh fight night is scheduled when we host the twin stars who have been out for a year or two but the last time I remember playing them on the technical difficulties night, they had to reschedule the game because apparently they they couldn't play us, even though they held a practice at the same fucking field that they were going to play us at. Uh, they didn't have enough players, but they had enough players to practice. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, the last time I remember playing them, the Twin Stars, uh, we played away and they were just shithousering, following us left and right. Um, the game was so physical, and the ref did not have control of the game. And eventually, he, ref started handing out cards, but it was kind of little, too little, too late. So I think it's fitting that they're choosing Fight Night for Twin Stars, but it might be tongue in cheek. 
I'm lastly, coming dressed as Tyler Durden, just so there you know. Go. I like it. I guess I'm Marla Singer then. Um, yes. So, that would be awesome. <laughs> uh, they are having a meat raffle night on June 18th, uh, both versus Med City, and then June 25th versus Peoria City. Uh, it is sponsored by Kramarchix, the local Ukrainian deli and sausage factory. And delicious. So uh, what's not to like about a meat raffle, right? Like, like they will be handing out tickets. They will be calling off numbers. Um, I like all of these concepts, all good promotional ideas. Uh, Ford Madison has used these to great success. Uh, so good on the, the crows for getting promotional days into some and innovative. Days. So innovative. I liked um, Bridget McDowell's tweet about the meat raffle games. I'm at the soccer game. I'm at the meat raffle. I'm at the combination meat raffle soccer game, um, <laughs> which I thought was great. So shout out to, to Bridget uh, once for, former Dave uh, uh, for that amazing tweet <clears throat> that we know we still know. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right. Uh, so go for soccer. They wrapped up their spring season um, this uh, this past weekend uh, by going down to Kansas uh, to Kansas and losing two nothing to Kansas University. Uh, MJ, uh, what are do you have any notes on this game? Sure. They they played in a four three three. Beisman hit a hit a rocket of a free kick, and it's so good because last time we talked about the Gopher Soccer Gala, I was worried that her hand was broken. She came off crying, holding her hand, and it wasn't good. And the report I heard from Equal Time Soccer is that she had broken her hand. I don't know if her hand's not broken. They maybe had X rays. Maybe it's just sprained. But she was wearing a wrist brace. But it was so good to see her out on the pitch. She can play. She can run around, play, kick the ball, and and had a wrist brace on. Uh, right after Kansas City scored a goal, just a rocket in the upper ninety, uh, they substituted goalkeeper Megan Plashko off around the seventy fifth, eightieth minute. So they, it was zero zero at half, zero zero for most of the game, and then put in backup goalie Karen Reitzma to get some time, you know, and a lot of this preseason has been trying to get players who don't have time playing, you know, time on the ball, time on the pitch, chemistry with other players, in particular, three new players, um, Gabby Cesarone, a uh, new freshman, and then uh, two transfers. Um, sorry, Amelia Brown is a new freshman. She is the younger sister of Izzy Brown. And then two transfers, uh, Gabby Cesarone, and uh, Sophia, what's her last name? Romine. So Sophia Romine and and Gabby. Uh, Gabby hit a, also amazing free kick ball into the box that was almost headed in, saved by the Kansas goalkeeper. But overall, you look at even though they lost two nothing, they put another goalie past uh, rights or another goal past Reitzma. This was a preseason or a spring season friendlies to explore different formations. They tried a three, five, two, David, one of your favorite formations. They tried a three, five, two, they tried a four, three, three. Uh, they got other uh, players who don't normally get playing time on the ball, tried to out some new players. So I would say it's a successful preseason. Great. Well, look forward to the fall. 
Um, and uh, when they kick off their their regular season, um, I believe they start in like August. If I'm August. Mistaken, they so. start in August. It yeah. seems like a far ways away, but it we all know it isn't. Cool. And yeah, like I said, Elizabeth Lau Robbie Stadium is also a really great place to watch soccer too. So um, hopefully uh, they'll be able to get some, be able to get out to a match or two. Uh, all right. Let's talk the upcoming match against uh, LAFC on Sunday uh, at 9 p.m. Uh, Central time. So it'll be, it's a late night one for, for those of you. I think it's on, I believe this one's on FS1 as well, I believe. Uh, I think it's a nationally televised game. So two weeks in a row, Minnesota is on the national or the national broadcast. Uh, LAFC is favored in this one. Uh, they're minus 200. Uh, draws plus 340. And Minnesota United is plus 475. Um, I will say that the draw and betting money on the draw and or Minnesota United winning is uh, pretty, pretty tasty. Um, the last three matches these teams have played have all been draws. 1-1 uh, uh, in Minnesota, 2-2 away in LA, and then 1-1 again back here in Minnesota last year. So um lafc plays in a, a 4-1-4-1 formation steve chirundolo of u.s men's national team legend is the informer las vegas lights uh manager is the manager stepping in for bob bradley who went to toronto um in the offseason and they got some pretty good players um uh first and foremost obviously carlos vela who is you know arguably the best player in the league um as uh won scoring titles. He just signed a new contract with LAFC. So he, his contract was up in, uh, I believe in June and he could have gone on a free to any other place. Um, but he has signed a contract to stick around in uh, LAFC. So um, MJ, who, who should we also be on the lookout for from, from the, from LAFC, from the former uh, Chivas? Their, their starting goalkeeper is uh, Maxine Cropot, who currently holds the starting position on the Canadian men's national team. Yeah, fuck that guy. So we have a chance to help out Dane St. Clair and his international career. If we can get a win here, or even if they barrage with a shot and he looks like the better goalkeeper, maybe, maybe he gets some starts for Canada in the World Cup or something like that. Like, fuck vaccine from Paul. We know Dave St. Clair is the better keeper, not just in Canada, in MLS. We know he's a better keeper. Indeed, yeah. <clears throat> um, the other other sort of national team player, uh, Kellen Acosta, uh, plays for LAFC now. Uh, he went there, I believe, from Colorado uh, in the offseason, if I'm not mistaken. <clears throat> so he, he lines up in that um, in that midfield as well. Uh, Latif Bussing, another uh, attacker that has caused Minnesota United some trouble. Oh, uh, and and then um, so much trouble. Uh, yeah, and then Kim uh, Kim Moon Hwan, uh, MJ. Um, obviously, uh, you're a, you're a, you're a fan of Kim Moon Hwan, right? Yeah, sadly, no longer with the club. Uh, he is uh, was transferred back to Korea. He is. Oh, he he was okay. He's, he's now playing for Jungdae Hyundai Motors. This leaves uh, the Tigers supporters group. Uh, if you don't know that the Korean uh, mascot or the, the Korean nickname for the Korean na- national team is, is the Tigers. They have a Tiger logo. I don't know how to say Tigers in Korean. Please forgive that. But the, the Tigers SG for LAFC still exists because there's a large Korean population in LA, but they do no longer have a Korean player to cheer for on, on their team. And um, 
that makes them sad and it makes me probably even sadder because um he was good it's nice having korean players in mls and when did, uh, when did he go back to korea uh before the start of the season oh he's still listed on the roster weirdly enough on the mls page that's why i'm oh, in there yeah like on wikipedia he's not and okay i'm sure in transfer market he's not but yeah um interesting you know it's but, funny I'm, I'm i'm actually i'm watching um oh yeah yeah definitely um while we're recording the podcast i'm watching a, a replay of john books uh asian uh champions, champions league, league match from yeah. earlier today they played uh is this a, a, a team in ho chi Minh city so i'm assuming it's a north korean team um, uh, that would be Vietnam, sir. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yes, you're right. I am. Yes. Vietnam. Um, you're mixing up your Asian dictators and how dare you? <laughs> I know I am. <laughs> I am a terrible person. I apologize for that. So, okay. Well, good to know. Uh, good to know on, on, uh, on him. Um, yeah, I will, I will. He's a really solid defender. Uh, he, he's getting plenty of minutes with the national team is really kind of the anchor center back of the Korean men's national team um, on that back line. Yeah. Uh, I would like to point another LAFC player who's really good at defense, and that's Ilya Sanchez, yes. former Barcelona guy, former player who terrorized us with Sporting Kansas City <laughs> for years. Indeed, indeed. Um, I, yeah, uh, Ilya Sanchez was definitely one that popped out to me. And then the other uh, other piece of the puzzle for them is uh, Brian Rodriguez. Uh, LAFC has some really good players, guys. They're, there's a reason they're top of the Your table Hawaiian right now. designated player. Yep, there, there's a reason that LAFC is, is one of the better teams um, in, in the league, even though last year they missed on the playoffs. Um, that, I think, is more of a uh, uh, a fluke than anything else. Um, we didn't mention much on their defense. Uh, Ryan Hollingshead is another a former FC Dallas player um, who uh, is a pain in the ass for – has been a pain in the ass for Minnesota. Good-looking uh, pain in the ass. <laughs> Good-looking pain in the ass, but a pain in the Col- ass. Colombian uh, Eddie Zagura. Is pretty darn good. Yep. Uh, and then um, Danny Mazowski is another uh, forward, uh, kind of ball ball hawking forward. Scored a goal in off the bench in their match against uh, Cincinnati over the weekend. So and they beat Cincinnati two to one again. Like I said, they put them top of the table. So um, you know the thing about LAFC is that especially in LA, Heath likes to go to his uh, that three five two slash five three two formation. Um, it's worked against LAFC in the past. So um, I don't know. Do we expect Minnesota United to to do something like that, or do we expect them to stick with the formation that you know that Adrian Heath likes to play, the four two three one? Um, what would we like to see from Minnesota for coming up for this game? Other than other than Bongi starting on the left, which I desperately desperately want. I well, so I agree that he's earned the start, but he's he started previously, and not as been as good as when he comes off the bench against tired legs. So if you that's true. If you consider the two word phrase that I'm hearing all the time, game states. If you consider the game states of when he is successful versus, you know, I I do think that the past few times he's been subbed in, he's played so well that he deserves a start, but. Since it would be his second start and the first time he started was not that great, you know, if it doesn't work out this time, then you go back to be him being a sub again. Um, I do think that he tries to do something funky, whether that's a 4-3-3 or a 3-5-2 or a 5-3-2, even though 
what was sex successful versus a Bob Bradley LAFC is not necessarily going to be successful versus a Steve Trundolo LAFC. And that might be getting a little too complicated for, for he, like, I don't know if he wants to, you know, watch tapes of Steve Trundolo's, uh tactics to really analyze and figure out how to beat this team. But um, I, I would prefer them starting with a four, two, three, one, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think he's going to try something funky. Yeah. I mean, maybe this is potentially a game where he starts Amaria and Unu up together, up top together. It's like said that three, five, two, um, who knew scored two goals in his last two games, you know, he scored a goal in each of his last, last two games. So um, maybe this is the opportunity to, to give that, you know, two, two striker system or a four, four, two or something like that. Um, flood, flood the midfield, right. Take away um, Kelvin Acosta, um, you know, take away Latif blessing, take that midfield away. And then, um, you know, hopefully you can, you can thump it up to Amaria and Unu and Unu can, can work off of Amaria a little bit. <clears throat> I'm not sure that, I don't think we've ever seen this team play a four, four, two. So I, I'm not expecting to see right. that, but might be interesting. Formation aside, I think David, you pointed out something very important. Our defensive midfield, and I should rephrase that because I don't mean just the furthest back to our double pivot center midfielders. The defense we play in the middle of the pitch, which really involves all 11 players or at least 10 out of the 11 players, you know, that middle of the pitch defense and not necessarily getting lots of turnovers, but just containing and limiting what they can do in the midfield is going to be key. Yeah. You know, actually, now I think about it, Amaria hasn't been playing super well either. I mean, maybe this is an opportunity where you start, because you want, if you, if you play like a four, four, two, for example, you have, you know, you are very limited in what you can do in terms of, um, you know, your attacking midfielders. Right. So maybe with a four, four, two, you put um, Lude and uh, Unu up top with, I like that uh, idea. Rose- with Rosales, Ariaga, and Trap, and Reynoso, um, so maybe it's maybe it is maybe it ends up being more like a, a four three three with Reynoso, um, you know Reynoso, Lude, and and uh, Unu up top. But you know maybe you drop you know maybe it's like more like a four, you know a four two one two or whatever um, with Reynoso given more free range. Um, but you have Reynoso, yeah. you have uh, Ar- Ariaga, Rosales, and Trap in there um, with Trap basically staying home as the, the, you know, in front of the, the center backs with Rosales and Ariaga, a little more flexibility to, you know, to attack if they can. Um, but Rosales and Ariaga are both big dudes who are both um, very aggressive uh, players. And then, you know, you give Reynoso a little more free range. Now, obviously, you definitely need to be able to connect um, from the back line to the forwards. So that is, I mean, that's why you, where you have having Ariaga out there we've been able to see who can hit those long passes. So this might be a very, um, you know, if, if you do something like that, I think it's going to be a very frustrating game to watch because it's going to be a lot of absorbing pressure. Ariaga tries to, to hit a cross field pass to spring, um, to spring Lude, for example, or Unu. Um, so and a lot of those will go out of bounds, will get intercepted. So it might be a very frustrating match to watch as a supporter if that is the way that Minnesota decides to play. But I think that is a, a, a good way that you could, um, to, you know, to my point earlier, flood the midfield and take away 
um, some of that space for Carlos Vela and Latif Blessing to to work in. So I don't know, just a just a thought. So any Jess or MJ, any other thoughts on how Minnesota should play these guys or, or what we're what we would like to see from from Heath on Sunday? Don't okay. suck. <laughs> don't suck. All right, let's get into our predictions then. Um, MJ, let's start with you. I say the loons lose three to one. All right. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go uh I'm gonna go a two-two draw. Um, just if it's until they prove me otherwise, keep getting a draw. Jess, how about you? What are your what are your thoughts on the game? How do how do we you? Loons win three one. Loons win three to one. All right. Oh. I like it. Let's fucking go. We're just trying some shit. Might as well. Um, this will be a good game for Minnesota. This is gonna be a marker for for them. Uh, all right. Um, last couple of bits here. Um, Concacaf uh, Women's Championship uh, schedule Ooh. was set. It's taking place in Mexico in uh, run, starting at the fourth of July. Actually, um, USA plays a match on the fourth of July. Uh, USA drew Mexico, Jamaica, and Haiti in their group. Um, so this tournament um, serves as both the Olympic qualifying tournament as well as the um, Women's World Cup tournament. Um, USA should easily get out of their group, uh, and then basically the two teams that make the finals are automatically qualified for the. I believe both the Olympics and the uh, World Cup, and I believe the third place team gets um, qualifies for the Olympics, if I'm not mistaken. So, so that's fun. That'd be exciting. Um, that game, that that tournament will be really quick, and I believe it's all on Panama, uh, Paramount Plus. So if you if you have uh, Paramount Plus, don't you don't have Paramount Plus yet? Um, maybe wait until right around the Fourth of July and sign up for it. Uh, we had the Merseyside Derby this weekend, uh, the Dave's I Know Derby between uh, Liverpool and Everton. Um, all I want to say about this very, very quickly is that uh, Everton uh, played the most shithousery. They, they, they're very concacafy in their uh, in their shithousery, trying to delay mm-hmm. the game and all that. They had, uh, I believe, 17% possession uh, to Liverpool's 83% possession, which is the lowest uh, amount of possession um since i believe man city and swansea back in like 2008 in the uh in the premier league so everton had some really good chances mj i know you didn't watch the game i know you're 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 broom balling and stuff but um everton did have some good chances uh on the counter however they uh also really sucked so um (laughs) sucked sucked the life out of the game as well so uh all right and then finally uh uefa champions league comes back what was the final score david it was two to nothing to the good guys. Yeah, yeah. So the Liverpool red uh, maintains uh, their one point uh, back of Man City. Everton drops into the relegation zone. They actually dropped in the relegation zone before this game kicked off when Burnley beat Wolves um, uh, Sunday morning. And so they, they jumped Everton. Everton has the game in hand. Uh, they're only two points clear of, of, the, of the line. Um, but it's not looking very good for uh, Everton and playing in the uh, – in the Merseyside Derby again next year, um, men's edition. The women's edition will be happening because Liverpool uh, lifted the trophy on the on the USL Women's Championship, so they'll be in the uh, Women's Super League next year with Everton. So that should be fun. Um, but we may that might be the only Merseyside Derby we get next year, unfortunately. So, uh, and then finally, the UEFA Champions League uh, comes back this week, semifinals uh, today. 
um, April 26th, Tuesday when you're listening to the podcast. Man City plays Real Madrid. Uh, that matches on CBS or, again, Paramount+. Plus. Uh, and then uh, tomorrow on Wednesday, the 27th, Liverpool versus Villarreal, uh, also on CBS or Paramount+. Plus. So I will be at the Blackheart for probably both those games if anybody wants to join me. And then I'll be back the next week, the following week, with the reverse fixtures. Um, Liverpool, I believe, will play at Villarreal on Tuesday, and City and Real Madrid will play on Wednesday. Um, so those are two-legged uh, affairs. So, all right. I think that uh, that wraps us up. Any you guys have anything else you want to – any other soccer soccering news that we need to talk about? No, I just want to uh, thank my kindergarten classmate and longtime friend Adam Henney from the Fargo North Hawks for letting me and my friend uh, Greg Evil Severson play on your broomball team this weekend. Cool. Yay, broomball. <laughs> All right. Uh all right, please rate, review our podcast wherever you get it. Uh, Patreon.com slash the Daves I know. Uh, at TDIKMN on Twitter. I'm at Texas Zeller. MJ is at MJ Matsui. Uh, Jess is at Jessica1440839er. Niner. Niner. Two. two. All right. We've been the Daves You Know. This is the Daves I know. Y'all let's Thanks, David. To try and work it out. You do yours, land here, become fecund. Yeah, uh, we, we do yeah. our thing, son. Through the act, we attract two, hope to reach one. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be we, done. Uh, we, we do our thing, son.